listening to the AC Wildcats podcast, and we are incredibly excited to be teamed up with BetMGM this season. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX, and you will get up to $200 in bonus bets off your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how you do it. Download the BetMGM app and sign sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame uh, Moneyline wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. And now let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, now, joined by, when I say the busiest man in the Tucson media, when I say a man that you will find everywhere, this you could be at a basketball kids game at Greenfields, or you could be in the sea up at the Skybox covering U of A football, the great Justin Spears, Justin Esports, Justin, oh, and you can also catch him on TNT inside the NBA or on ESPN Sports Center. How you doing, my man? <laughs> Mike, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. How's it going? Not too bad, dude. And the day, uh, the daytime jobs too. Fourteen ninety in the morning. Make sure to catch yep. seven and nine Spears and Ali. Must listen to radio. And then Justin. Now uh, the uh, are you uh, the official beat writer now for Arizona football? So it's not official yet, um, you know, because my colleague Michael Lev has mm-hmm. uh, taken over as the interim sports editor of the Arizona Daily Star because right. Ryan Finley. Went over is now the uh, sports editor at the San Diego Union Tribune. And Lev said, I'm going to shoulder this responsibility. I'm going to be the interim sports editor. And maybe it could lead to the long run. Um, so while Lev is, you know, holding down the fort as, as head honcho of the star sports department, um, I'll be or I am currently uh, taking over the football uh, beat writing duties. And it's been a lot of fun, uh, a lot of work. But, man. It's uh, it's great, man. You know, growing up here in Tucson, I would always read Ryan Finley's report right. on Arizona football, Daniel Burke. I mean, so many great writers have come through the Arizona Daily Star and have covered Arizona football. The fact that even if it could be for the interim for the time being, the fact that I have this role right now, it's pretty special. There is nobody more deserving, and I mean that. Uh, I mean that sincerely, Justin. We're all proud of you. You're making Tucson Thank proud, you. my man. Thank you. Man. Okay. Appreciate all right. It. We're we're going to talk a lot of Arizona football, but we're going to start here with playing the hits right now. Uh, as uh, Cord Lopez uh, yesterday, you were saying, "When's the news going to come? When's the news going to come?" Um, all right. Well, here is uh, the first domino to drop. Ryan Nemhart from Creighton is in the transfer portal. Obviously, we know Kirk Reese has gone on to West Virginia. Um, before we talk about Nemhart, but what was your what are what are your just thoughts on Kirk? You know uh, the legacy that he leaves and what he goes on to West Virginia. There, Justin. You know he had a such a unique career at the U of A because you know when he was you know recruited by Arizona, it was at a very vulnerable point for the program because Arizona they weren't getting these four or five star guys in the United States anymore. So Sean Miller and company they had to redirect their recruiting tactics, if you will, and they started tapping into. The European market, you know, in the past, they've had European prospects come through like Laurie Marketing, like Dusan Ristich. 
but it had to kind of be put into overdrive, um, you know, for, because of the NCAA investigation. So uh, when they got Kirk Creesa, it was uh, a unique way that Sean Miller and his staff went about recruiting. But when they got him, you know, they had also James Akinjo. They Mm. had, I believe Terrell Brown. They had all these, you know, Jamal Baker. Jamal Baker as well. And Sean Miller told Kirk Creesa, Hey, just so you know, yeah, you're going to come to Arizona if you, if you want to, but we have all these guards and, you know, playing time, it might be a little scarce for you in your first year. And Kirk Risa looked at Sean Miller and said, what, you think I'm scared? Like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm committing to you right now. Right. So Kirk Risa, from the time Sean Miller met him and recruited him, you know, he always had that edge and he brought it to Arizona. Unfortunately, we only saw him play eight games in his first year. But then he went into the transfer portal because Sean Miller was his guy. And Tommy Lloyd had to re-recruit him back to Arizona. And when he did, it was a winning formula. They won a lot of games together. Kirk Risa led the conference in assists. Um, He also is top 10 in Arizona history and three-pointers made. So, man, there was a lot of good to come from the Mm -hmm. Kirk Risa era. I mean, heck, the man's got a couple of triple doubles. The only other two guys – to have triple, multiple triple doubles at Arizona, we're talking about Andre Gudala and Lauren Woods. Mm-hmm. So it's good company. It's, it's really good company. And Kerr, Kerr did a lot of good at Arizona, but you know what? His game was also flawed. And right. unfortunately, Arizona for uh, fortunately for Kerr, Arizona inherited this this great point guard in Kylan Boswell. And unfortunately for him, the time is now. It's, right. it's the, officially the Kylan Boswell era. And if Kirk Creesa isn't willing to come off the bench, then it's time for him to go. And I think it was a mutual decision for both parties. So, it, man, it's 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 crazy to look back on the Kirk Creesa era because he was so passionate, so fiery. If you played against him, you hated him. If he was on your team, you loved him. Um, but right. lots, a lot of good, a little bit of bad. But, man, it was a unique three-year run for sure. All right. One thing that we've been talking about, and very well put right there, one thing we've been talking about from the beginning is that Tommy Lloyd, yes, he's taken a few lumps, but overall, this is an A-plus coach. You don't win the amount of games that he has done his first two years without knowing exactly what you're doing. And again, he's a first-year coach, so sometimes you're going to take some things maybe you would have done here, something everybody did it. But this offseason, you could tell that, you know, they knew, especially on the wings, you got to get a little bit more dynamic. You got to get guys that could make some plays off the bounce, that can give you some of that uh, right there. Obviously, Kylan Boswell is going to be running the point. Uh, Ryan Nemhard entering the transfer portal is very, very interesting. Now, again, we need to be very clear. He is not committed to Arizona. He is in the transfer portal. He is not committed to Arizona. But, Justin, this is the kind of guy, theoretically, though, that you're looking at, and you're just salivating putting him next to a Kylan Boswell. I mean, keep in mind, this is a young man. His brother's in the NBA. He dropped 30 in a second-round tournament game. There's a lot to like about Ryan Nemhard and the possibilities that he could bring to whatever school he attends. Absolutely. And, you know, Ryan Nemhard, wherever he goes, is going to make that school very happy. But you look at the connections to Tommy Lloyd in Arizona. I mean, he recruited his brother to Gonzaga. Right. Um, he was a superstar at, at Gonzaga with Tommy Lloyd, um, you know, bringing him to Spokane. But, you know, it, it's I think it all comes down to, you know, is it, does he like the NIL money? Uh, right. And unfortunately for Arizona, they're keeping up with the Joneses when it right. comes to NIL money. So right. I think for Ryan Nemhard, it's it's the perfect opportunity. You know, in today's landscape of college basketball, a lot of these kids are looking at how much can I earn 
while I'm in college. Because, you know, a guy like Kirk Carissa, when he was in the transfer portal, he his decision was, how can I cash out as right. much as I can now? And there's nothing wrong you know, with that. Well, I can't. And there's right. absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, Ryan Emhard, you know, if he has NBA aspirations, great. Uh, you look at the development of, you know, several players under Tommy Lloyd. Um, I mean, just in the last couple of years uh, when he's been at Arizona. Um, so I think that, you know, Ryan Emhard, when he weighs all of the options, Arizona seems to be like the best fit. I mean, and look at what Arizona has. Like, K.J. Lewis is going to be a big-time addition. Your guy, K.J. Lewis. My, my guy, K.J. Lewis, he's going to be big-time. But you know what? Right. He's also a freshman. You know, he's going to be growing, and he's going to be going through those gro- growing pains. So it, to have a guy like a Ryan Nemhard who's played college basketball, who has experience, is also talented, you know, he mm-hmm. can come in and be kind of like this older bro figure to KJ and even Kylan, who's going to be right. turning 18 here in, in, in a few weeks. So uh, I think it, the, the stars are aligning. I think Ryan Nemhard to Arizona, um, you know, like you've been saying, Mike, you know, there's definitely some some meat on that for sure. And he's got multiple years as well, too. That's what's exciting yeah. about the whole thing. Because, And keep in mind, well, Ryan Nemhard is probably an NBA prospect. He's not that can't-miss type guy where you're like, all right, well, he's going to be a rental for a year and he'll be in the yeah. NBA. I mean, you could theoretically get multiple years out of him. So you just look at that perimeter right now between him and Kylan Boswell. You got to get Kylan Bo- again if this were to happen right there. But if you were to get Kylan Boswell, who I think honestly, Justin, can be 14 points, five assists, something like that. I don't see any reason why he can't. You put a guy next to him in Ryan Nemhart that could probably put up 14 or 15 a game. Then all of a sudden your pieces on the perimeter start coming into play. Now, again, there's going to be another couple, there's going to be another couple guys or that uh, will probably be joining here. But this is a good, this is a great first domino. Now, let me ask you about this. That's no small. Small forward position right there. And I've gone back and forth with this all the time, and I don't know what I think. Do we want Pella Larson coming off the bench where he's Larry Bird, or do we want to put him back into the starting uh, rotation again? What would Justin Spears, what would Coach Justin Spears do there, assuming you would have a Nemhard and a Boswell? Well, you got a, a Nemhard and a Boswell, and you look at the small forward spot, and I would say Pella Larson, you know, maybe – Figure out what he wants to do. You know, if yeah. I'm Tommy Lloyd, I would ask Pella Larson, like, hey, you're going to be playing starter minutes. Like, let's right. not get it. Let's not get it twisted. No right. matter where Pella Larson is, he's going to be a guy that plays at the end of games. Because that's right. just the kind of player Pella Larson is. So he's going to be like this sixth starter. You know, maybe do you approach him like, hey, obviously playing off the bench is working well for you. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but the year that Jason Terry won Pac-10 Player of the Year, was he a starter or did he come off the bench? Yeah, his, he only started one year. That was his senior year. He started that year. So, okay, yeah, so but, he started that year. But, but what you're right what you're right about, though, Justin, is that he started for his sophomore and his junior year. He played 30 minutes a game, just like I think that you're implying that Pella would. Exactly. And Jason Terry goes into the NBA. And what mm-hmm. is his niche? Right. He's a sixth man. Right, and that's, exactly. And, that, and Jason Terry – made a career off of that. So, you know, you right. look at a guy like Pell Larson, I'm not obviously Pell Larson and Jason Terry are not even the same player, but I just think that if you can convince Pell Larson, hey, maybe the six-man role is your your calling. Let's maybe, you know, get yeah. somebody from the transfer portal, give him the starter role, and then you can continue to come off the bench and be that presence, that veteran guy that we can rely on time and time. 
Justin checked out for a second, but he will be right back. There he is. Sorry. Sorry. Somebody was no, calling. Okay. No, you're good. You're good. No, I, I used to have that all the time when I beat from my phone. Now, let me ask you this, Justin. The U of A big men last year, you had two guys that played a lot, and then you had two guys that did their work behind the scenes. What do you think of the nickname The Four Peaks? The Four Peaks. Well, I know that's uh, one of your guys' biggest sponsors here on yeah, PHNX. The, the official brew of PHNX sports. But you know what? We throw it in there as well. Four Peaks. Our guy Matt Muehlbach even mentioned it on a broadcast one time, the Four Peaks dynamic. We're going to get to the peaks here in just a second. But here's the deal. Not everybody can uh, be tortured like Justin and root for the Chargers. Some people have to root for the Arizona Cardinals, which you can make the case is even a more tortured existence. Here's the deal. New coach, new GM. The Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for our team. The best place to take in this pivotal moment is uh, on April 27th is at Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. And, Justin, we've got our pick of the week time right here. Um, Let me ask you this because it still just says pick of the week. Who do the Lakers play next? Oh, man. Who, Who do the Lakers play next? They have the Nuggets next or something like that? I know they just played the Clippers last They do night. have the Nuggets. They do have the Nuggets yeah. next. I believe yeah. you're right on that. I am picking the Lakers. I think that the Lakers are going to win whoever they play next. What say you, Justin Spears? Well, Lakers are officially in the postseason right now. All right. I think mm-hmm. they might start resting LeBron and AD and getting ready for that. So you're so, going against the grain here. I like it. I would it. go against the grain. I would go right. against the grain. There you go. All right. Fair enough right there. You know what? Uh, with Tommy Lloyd this offseason, I thought we were going to find out a lot about him because, again, obviously a great coach. But, you know, I think a lot of people and maybe Justin's responsible for this with the pickleball stuff. But I think a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, he's just this aw shucks guy. There were some tough decisions that I think he had to make right here. And I think he liked Kerr. You could tell that he liked Kerr, but I think that was a mutual decision. I think you hit the nail on the head. That was a mutual decision on both parties probably to start anew right there. And that probably wasn't either easy for Tommy Lloyd right there. But if you're able yeah. to get Nemhard in to replace him, that shows too that you got a little bit of, you have an overall, you got a bigger plan in play right there. Then again, you're still not done. You, Cause you look at it, you still have that small forward position. We talked about Pella Larson, your guy, KJ Lewis, who you uh, know from Mesquite elementary or your brother knows. What was uh, Yeah. Uh, I grew up with his older brother, Trey. Um, okay. Trey, yeah, Trey, Trey Holyfield, him and I were really good friends. We went to the same school, went to same, uh, middle school, same high school. And KJ went to the uh, same elementary school that I went to Mesquite all elementary. Right. Yep. All right. So he went to Justin's old stomping ground right there. So again, yes, you guys, all right. So, but you got those pieces in there. You're still in this era of the transfer portal though. You're going to have more movement in there. And what I said before the season and I, a big tip of the cap to Courtney Ramey and to said Henderson, I think they both filled out the roles that they were brought in for. But in my opinion, what you saw against Princeton was a team that needed a little bit of a cut above. I'd love to bring in Ramey and said Henderson, but a little bit more of a difference maker, an all-conference type guy. So it's assuming you're able to get a Ryan Nemhard, that next thing that I would like to be able to do is look at and say, okay, what can you get at that small forward position? What kind of versatility can you get at that post position there as well? Because we obviously got Umar Ballo back, but you don't know about Azulis Bells. And oh, by the way, uh, Lakers taking on the Suns tomorrow. At uh, oh, at seven thirty, oh. yeah. Well, but still, still. The Suns are locked right. into the fourth spot, so it could be a, it yeah. could be who's tanking harder in that one. <laughs> but uh, but going back to you know what you were talking about, yeah. I mean, you have to make you know hard decisions as a coach because you have to look at your roster and realize, okay, 
what are our foundation? What are our principles going into next season? And Tommy Lloyd understands that, okay, if we get Azulis Tubelas to come back. And one thing I found very interesting, Mike, I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, Arizona Assist Program, the, mm-hmm. the program that's uh, – I know where you're going. You know, that really helps out with NIL deals mm-hmm. for the players. I did notice a social media posting. I think it was on Twitter. They said, hey, purchase your Azulis Tubelas shirts. Right. Support Zoo. And they gave a link saying, right. you know, here's where you could buy it. I'm like, hmm. You know, this guy is considering the NBA or coming back, and the NIL program is really making a push to get him some money for NIL. And I think that's what Arizona is trying to do. They're trying to show, hey, you can come back for another year. Don't worry yeah. about the NBA. I know, you know, second round, you, you can get your money that way. You can play in the G League, whatever, but nothing is guaranteed when you're in the second round. Or you can come back for another season. You could be Pac-12 Player of the Year. You could be a surefire All-American, maybe even National Player of the Year. And then you can creep up into that first-round range. I think Azuz Tabella sticking around for another year is ideal. And I, I think, think for both parties. Oh, for both parties, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be getting an NIL deal from Beats or these you know major companies. But you right. look at a guy like Drew Timmy last year at Gonzaga. Yeah. Projected second round pick. What did he do? He came back for another season and he raked in over $600,000 in NIL money. So there's a lot of money in the NIL game. And this favors Arizona when it comes to guys like Azulus Tubelas. So I really like the idea of Azulus Tubelas coming back for another season. And I I was thinking, I was actually talking about this on the radio show today. Remember last year when we were. Where can they find the radio show, by the way, from 7 to 9 a.m.? 7 to 9 a.m. on 1490 a.m. There you go. 94.9 HD Channel 4, the Spears and Ali podcast. Right. And um, I was thinking about, you know, Dale and Terry and how we were talking about, you know, should he stay or should he go? And, you know, we were all under the assumption, oh, he's going to come back. You know, Coloco, Matherin, those guys will leave, but Dale and Terry will come back. And sure enough, he's a first round pick. Right. Azulis Tubelis is not in the Dalen Terry range. Dalen Terry gambled on himself and it worked out. If Azulis Tubelis gambles on himself, I guarantee it's not going to work out. He's going to fall to the second round. And like I said, nothing is guaranteed. So I like Azulis Tubelis coming back. I like Umar Balo. You think about the progress that he's made getting in shape right. over the last couple of years, ever since he got to Arizona. When he was a first timer at Arizona, I'll never forget watching him struggle to get up the court. Yeah. And and I thought to myself, oh no. This is same a, thing this, here, dude. This, same thing this, here. This this big old lug, man, this guy is not this is roster filler it. right here. He's gonna be he, a guy exactly. that'll throw some elbows in practice, but that's about it. Exactly. And then sure enough, that Bay Area trip when Azulus Tabellos was dealing with an injury and then moving on to the rest of the season, like Azul Umar Balo became a pretty solid big man off the bench. And then he comes into last year. And is a beast. I mean, yeah, he had his lulls and he needs to work on his free throws a little bit for sure. But Umar Balo, the shape that he got in, it was remarkable to watch. And I think with if you get the front court back with Balo and Azulis Tubelis, you have Kylan Boswell. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob, can you put that graphic up what Justin's talking about, the players that are returning next year? This will give a little bit of light to what Justin's yeah. talking about right here. Okay. Well, yeah, and- there you go. Yeah, and you know you have uh, you know Henry Vasar coming back. Philip Borovichin is is a wild card, uh, but I think Henry Vasar getting another year under in the weight room and getting settled into Tommy's system. Dylan Anderson is another guy who I'm interested in seeing, but I, I think with those core players right there with Pella, 
Umar, Kylan, and Azulis, and maybe in a transfer portal addition, Arizona has probably a, a starting lineup or rotation that can match up with anybody in college basketball. Justin, have I ever told you about OG's gummies? No. Uh, oh, well, there you go. That is Justin's way of saying, tell me more. Which tell I me, glad- please. Which I gladly will. OG's gummy is so much more about the gummies. It's about the culture and everything we do here at PHNX. They are truly making the experience and weaving it into the fabric of everything. Okay, you might say to yourself, I can't sleep well. I have... I am a person that sleeps very well, so I don't need the, the sleep edition gummies, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't consume them. Or you can get the Happy Balance. It's official. OG's new strawberries and cream. Talk about fantastic. Happy Balance gummies are live and on the shelves. As always, you can find them at your local dispensaries by checking out ogsbrands.com. But again, again, must be 21 and up to enjoy and Speaking of which, our good friends at Tap and Bottle. Justin Spears came to support me this past summer, uh, Tap and Bottle North. That's why Justin is the man amongst many other things. Scott and Rebecca do a great job there. You can get four peaks as well. We'll be having more watch parties again once uh, football and basketball kick back up. But again, check them out. Uh, again, support local. They are literally the salt of the earth. Great, great people right there. Okay, let's talk about Pella Larson right here. Um I was uh, Reggie Geary and I disagreed a little bit yesterday. I think with Pella, what I want from Pella, especially if you're able to get Nemhard in here, is you already know he's a really good defender. I don't know that offensively, though, he's going to ever be more than that 13 point per game guy just because I don't really see the handle. I don't see the ability to come off screens in a way. Um, now, the great Reggie Geary. Uh, said that he thinks he could be 17 a game. I am merely Mike Luke sitting in my living room right now with a back the A slogan behind me. So take it for what it's worth. Who do you side with here, Justin Spears? I got to be honest with you, man. I, I like Reggie Geary. I like right. Reggie Geary's take. Right. Um, and, and I think that, you know, if he continues to develop a handle, um, he'll be a really well-rounded player. Right. But, you know, if he could, if he could look at kind of what Dale and Terry did, um, his his last year at Arizona. Now, Dalen Terry, he was a guy who who could have got minutes at point guard. You know, Dalen Terry's mm-hmm. a really good player, but you know, Dalen Terry got a lot of his points just by cutting to the basket, getting yeah. out into transition, and being the hustle guy. Um, I think Pella Larson could certainly fit that mold. All right, I you know what? If Justin Spears and Reggie Geary are agreeing on something, I'm going to tell everybody out there go with what they are saying right there. Um, Listen, I'm not going to disagree with. A guy who should have been a two-time Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Totally. You know what? That, and that's why I paraphrased it by saying I'm sitting in my uh, living room right now with a Back the A slogan behind me. Speaking of which, <laughs> Back the A is a way of life. Okay, so that's kind of where we're at with the whole basketball scene. There are two more names. I'll start hinting at them a little bit. But, again, I can't really get into all of that right now. But, again, good stuff on Nemhard right there. He is not committed yet, though, so it's not done until it's done. Now, Justin, the beat writer for Arizona football for the Arizona Daily Star. Let's talk a little bit Arizona football here. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, I believe this is a seven-win team. I believe this is a team that will go to a bowl. Am I stupid or nope. am I right? There you go. It's bull or, it's bull or bust, Mike. Yep. It's bull or bust. If, if Arizona, even if they beat ASU, if they somehow don't go to a bowl game, it's a bad year. Great. Um, because you spent all last season bolstering the offense, and you did that. Wildcats had the sixth best passing offense in college football. Um, you were able 
to keep your left tackle, who some thought was a first-round pick in Jordan Morgan, right. albeit he's dealing with an injury, but still, like, that was a huge win for Arizona. You got Jonas Savinea coming back, who's getting reps at right tackle. We'll see what happens there. Right. Um, but you built up the offense. You have all these guys coming back. Your core's in place on that end. Then you spent this last offseason pitching to defensive recruits. Hey, look how good our offense is. You come to Arizona, you put together a good defense, and we can really take this thing to the next level. And they got Justin Flo out of the transfer mm-hmm. portal. They were able to get you know a lot of decent guys, guys who were former like four-star recruits coming. Big high Bill school. Norton. Bill Norton, uh, Daniel Haimuli, linebacker from right. Washington. Like you know, these guys are some some ballers who just didn't work out at their previous place. Now, fortunately, right. with the transfer portal, these guys were able to go find a new place. And Arizona is hopeful that, you know, one team's trash is their treasure. And you look at what Hunter Eccles did last year mm-hmm. in his one year, you know, he was very productive. But again, he was at USC, was very was buried on the depth right. chart, comes to Arizona and is a star and actually stands out. So uh, Arizona's hopeful that these guys can come in and really build up the defense. And if they do that, everything will come together for the Arizona Wildcats. Will they be contending for a Pac-12 championship? I'm not there just yet, but just from looking at what we've seen so far in practice, and again, spring football, you take it with a grain of salt because they're playing against themselves. But they look like a Power 5 team. Tyler Owens and that strength staff, what they've done with these players over the last couple years, it's amazing. And uh, Arizona, they're going to be a fun brand to watch. The Pac-12 is loaded this year, though. So realistically – I say six to seven wins, but there's always room for growth. Let's talk about the pass catchers. Jacob Franklin right there. If you were able to pull up the uh, the one graphic by Sean DePaz about the pass catchers for Arizona, the skill position. All right. We got Tanner McLaughlin right here, who, by the way, I still am amazed by that. I mean, you talk about this coaching staff and what they've been able to do is find as, as far as evaluating guys. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even, I mean, I knew the guy was on the team. I didn't even know he was a scholarship player or what he was. And then obviously 34 catches, 456 yards. Jacob Cowing, then uh, T Mac, obviously, who we're going to get to in a moment. But you know who's not even on this list? It's a guy like a Kean Burnett, four star kid. And Justin, I mean, you follow the game really closely. Kean Burnett looks to me to be a guy that's going to be impossible to keep off the field at that tight end spot, no matter how good everybody else is in front of him. Yeah. I mean, Tanner McLaughlin is, you know, the number one tight end, but you know, Arizona, you know, they could run a, a double tight end set. Right. And, and have Tanner McLaughlin and Kean Burnett on the field at the same time and really give Arizona a whole nother dimension on offense. But Kean Burnett, he looks like he's put on muscle, while mm-hmm. also losing weight. Like he looks right. like almost thinner around his waist, yet his arms are massive right now. Right. Um, he's he's built like a tank and he moves so well. He's almost like a really big wide receiver. But he's you look at his the way he's built, you know for a fact he's a tight end. So I think being able to study Tanner McLaughlin and being able to learn from a veteran who's productive, because remember Tanner McLaughlin has the most receiving yards by tight end since Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's good company as well. Pretty good stuff right there, man. So right. learning from a, a Tanner McLaughlin, I thought was big time for Kean Burnett. And with these two guys, you know, butting up with each other, 
the two tight ends set for Arizona, it's going to be pretty lethal this year. All right. Justin Spears was sitting in front of me when we were watching T-Mac at the scrimmage make two-handed or one-handed catches one after the other right there. I'll be honest with you. I thought he'd be really good coming in, but I also didn't know he didn't look like – I'm again, I'm going to sound really stupid right here. He didn't look like the no-brainer Alabama-type guy that runs the 4-2-40 that's going to be – so again, I thought he'd be really good, but I wanted to take a wait-and-see approach. Justin, he's that dude. If he were to lead the conference and touch Ed, even though Justin Spears was skeptical about him in the press box last year. <laughs> not she, even. Just kidding. That was not <laughs> Justin Spears. Sheer and I were on a campaign to try to get people to think that, though. But no, Justin was on it. From, <laughs> Justin was on it from day one. But, but homie, if this dude catches 13, 14 touchdowns this year, it would not surprise me in the least. You were on it before I was. What say you? T-Mac, I was not slandering you. (laughs) That's fake news right there from Mr. Luke. Um, But I I think that, you know, T-Mac, he was kind of baptized by fire, you know, that old expression. Um, Because when he first got to to Arizona, he was going up against Christian Roland Wallace, who's now at USC. I mean, Christian Roland Wallace is – he's built like a tank. Um, He is an all-Pac-12 caliber cornerback. And when number four and number four lined up against each other last year, those were battles. Right. And Christian Roland Wallace really just beat him up last year. And so T-Mac took that experience of going up against C-Row all that in that first year of practice, understood, okay, this is the physicality of playing at the Power 5 level. You know, if, if C-Row can, can kick my ass all, all day in practice, in games, it's going to be nothing to me. Right. I, like C, C Rose is going to be as worse as it, as it gets. So games are going to be easy. And so the physicality really helped out T-Mac. Uh, T-Mac has put on a significant amount of weight since coming to Arizona. Did you see his dad at practice? I assume that's his dad. He looks just it, like him. It, it's a spinning image of T-Mac. And uh, his dad uh, came in. I mean, I, it was like, imagine T-Mac with the T-Morant glasses. Yeah. You know, and like a big, the, the and a tribal glasses. tattoo down the leg. Yeah, looking like an right. absolute badass. Right, right he really um, did. Um, but yeah, T-Mac, I mean, he looks really good. I mean, he's built, he's quick. And, and that's another thing. Like, I'm looking at the way he's moving, and there was a one-on-one drill where they were doing different routes, and T-Mac did a hitch on Tradon Stooks. And Tradon Stooks is going to be Arizona's starting nickelback. We're talking about right. a, a starter in Arizona's defense. Multi-year starter. And T-Mac made – Trade on looks so silly. He right. got maybe six or seven yards of separation doing a hitch. Trade on kept backpedaling down the field, and there was T Mac all wide open, just waiting for the, the pass. And he catches it and runs for a touchdown. And on top of that, he's jumping up, making these like Spider Man looking catches, looking like Odell Beckham out there. And then um, another touchdown that really impressed me the most, which really shows his strength and how much he's put on in the offseason. You know, there was a, a one-on-one ball in the end zone with Ephesians Prysock. And Ephesians Prysock, the dude is built like Jalen Ramsey. Right. He's long. He's big. He looks next level. He, he looks like he, what you see in Al- Alabama. He, he looks He looks like an NFL quarterback. Um, and Ephesians jumped up and got the ball, and it looked like it was going to be an interception. And then T-Mac just ripped it out of Ephesians' hands, and the referee came by and ruled it a touchdown. So what would have been an interception, it would have right. been a turnover, T-Mac is over here muscling away these footballs, and he's just everything you want in a wide receiver, man. It's incredible to watch him play. Justin Spears, have you ever been to Circle K? Oh, man, all the time. Polar Pops, baby. 
You know it. All right. Here's the best thing that I can say about Circle K amongst many things here. Circle K serves everybody in the community. You're not going to find Circle Ks in just one area of town. We've always talked. I believe the Grant and Oracle is the toughest intersection in town. I believe. You know what you find right there? A Circle K. You could go up all and down along Cantata and River. Guess what you'll find there as well? Circle Ks. They are there for the people. They make no apologies about it. And that's why everybody should enjoy Circle K. And like Justin said, you get a polar pop. So here's the deal. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff at Circle K. Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator to find Circle Ks near you. Again, they're not hard to find. They are everywhere right there. Justin Spears has been to Circle Ks. I've been to Circle Ks. You have been to Circle Ks. Everybody out there, keep going to Circle K. All right. Now, as far as um, as far as what, let's talk a little bit about the defense because I think offensively Arizona is going to be just fine. Um, yeah. I think honestly, Justin, this feels to me like a top three, four offensive unit in the conference. Um, defensively, obviously, last year they were uh, they were less than ideal. Getting Dwayne Aquina in here, getting a new defensive backs coach as well. And again, this isn't any any uh, diss towards Dwayne Walker, um, but getting Aquina in there, getting his eyes on the ground, watching how lively he is. You got a new DBs coach in there as well. I'm excited because I think it's going to be a little bit of a difference last year. Like, give you an example: last year against ASU, it felt like you were just giving up ten yard passes in the middle of the entire, you know, off to the side from your guy Trenton Borgay the entire game. I don't know that that's going to be acceptable. This this year now again you might get beat over the top but i don't see that happening this year and, and i think also arizona on the run giving up the run was yeah. terrible last year if i'm not mistaken i think they were 11th in the pac-12 in rushing yards allowed mm-hmm. and you think about some notable games that really hurt the wildcats i always go back to that cal game that was when, when the wheels came off it felt like where it's like uh, this is gonna be a long season Jaden ott all of a sudden became Barry Sanders for Cal. And <laughs> from the first he, carry of the game, <laughs> first carry of the game, man, like he just set the tone. And I don't think like Jaden Ott had a, a performance even close to that uh, right. for the remainder of the season. Um, so Jaden Ott set the tone. I mean, they rushed for what? 354 yards against Arizona rushing for 354. That is a very disgusting number yes. uh, for, for any defensive unit. So, I think Arizona has to focus on stopping the run. Uh, you, you got two linebackers that you know, Jacob Mon is going to be stepping into his larger role this season, and he's going to be learning that on the yep. fly as well. Uh, you know, Justin Flo, can you get the production that you really want out of a guy like his status this year? I mean, they're trying to dial it back and make him play with controlled chaos right. and not out of control. Um, but I think it all starts up front. And if the defensive line can plug the gaps and if they can just stop the run and allow the linebackers to do their job, Arizona's going to be just fine on defense. Um, I think that's why they got went out and got Bill Norton. You know, Bill Norton from Georgia. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so far what I've seen in practice, right. it's not like he's – He is only, huge. He's a massive man, and he, <laughs> and he fills up so much space. So right. on paper, Bill Norton is not going to be a very productive player. Right. But – He's going to really benefit Daniel Hamuli, Jacob Manu, Justin Flo, those linebackers, because they're going to be making plays off of his play. And also Tai Tai Uyagalale, 
UCLA transfer Tyler Manoa. Like they have a lot of new faces. Jacob Kangaika, you got up yeah. in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And again, this coaching staff has really shown an ability to be able to evaluate some of these guys because in some of these guys we're talking about were not highly rated dudes coming in right here. Again, uh, Jonas Sabinea, who I think is probably the best NFL, pure NFL prospect on the team. I think he and T Mac could easily be first rounders. This was a three star dude. You got Wendell Moe on the interior as well, right there. A guy that was committed to what Morgan State. I mean, and he was at Long Beach Poly, your neck of the woods originally. So, I mean, you know, that uh, that's just a pretty impressive stuff. Then you, you mentioned Tai Tai Uyogagalele. They were starting to kind of butt in on Keon or Keon Bars and uh, um, uh, Paris Chan's snaps towards the end of the season last year. And he and Jacob Kangaika were not highly rated, uber rated recruits, though, either, Justin. Yeah, Jacob Kangaika, he, I think he's still a walk on if I'm not mistaken. And well, that needs to be fixed. That needs to be fixed, absolutely. And a lot of these guys, yeah, they're, they're walk-ons, but you look at the programs that they're coming from. Right. You know, they're coming from modern day. They're coming right. from these these powerhouses. Poly, Sienega. Long Beach Poly. <laughs> they produce, they produce high-level players. Right. And uh, go Bobcats, by the way. Yeah, by the way, um, neighbors Wieners. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you told him that um i saw him like four or five years ago and i did tell him that yes yes <laughs> <Shout out laughs> to right for sure no doubt the um, goat the goat man um but yeah you know arizona has a lot of new faces on on defense uh, but you know a lot of the, the faces that are going to contribute this year they all got playing time late last year and johnny nansen slowly implementing these guys those were valuable snaps going on mm-hmm. the road and beating a ucla and the type of offense that they had with Chip Kelly right. and DTR and Zach Charbonnet beating that offense, albeit, you know, Zach Charbonnet kind of had his way there in the second half, but you still go out and you make those stops, those key stops right. to have a win like that. Now you have your foundation. You got a Russell Deuce Davis coming off mm-hmm. the edge. Who's put on a lot of weight since the off season. I need him to gonna, lead the team in sacks. He's going to lead the team in sacks. I mm-hmm. wholeheartedly I really believe that will be the, yeah. the, the case this year. Uh, Sterling Lane, who was a four-star linebacker. I mean, heck, the guy chose to come to Arizona over Michigan, Oregon, Tennessee, like the who's who of college football. And now that he spent a year in the system, he's going to have a bigger role. So it's there's a lot of question marks on defense. And that's the one thing about Johnny Nansen, the defensive coordinator, is that he's keeping his cards very close to his chest. I get asked this all the time. What's the defense looking like? What's the defense looking like? Who's going to start? I'm like, I can tell you maybe a few guys who I think for sure are going to start. Ephesians Prysock, number one. Yes. Uh, Tradon Stukes at cornerback or at uh, nickelback. He's mm-hmm. another one. Isaiah Taylor at safety. I think that's a guarantee. Um, outside Justin of that, Flo should start. Justin Flo should start. Jacob Mono, right. I think, is a mm-hmm. surefire starter. Yep. Uh, but Justin Flo should start. However, Daniel Haimuli, he's been you know making some yep. noise in practice. So I don't. I really don't know where Johnny Nansen is thinking right now. But man, there's a lot of players um, that could be useful. But that's a good problem to have, right? Because that means Char- you have depth. You know who I'm also very excited to see is Charles Yates Jr. This is a kid too. You got to remember that he came from, and I've actually watched, been to Pierce College uh, uh, Junior College games. It's a outside of a few players, it was probably the worst JC that I've ever seen. Um, got a couple buddies on the team, um, but when you're playing 
offense and defense the entire game, and you come in there and he's made plays in camp. They don't have him buried off to the side right there. I think that they – I don't know that he's going to start, Justin, but I think that he's going to be right in there as well. And that's another case of where this coaching staff seems to find kids. Um, This is not sourced by any means, but I think he's going to start. Um, I agree with you. I think he stops – I think he starts opposite Prysock. He does. Uh, and, you know, Isaiah Rutherford – He's a good backup to have, but, but he's just not Charles at that Yates, level. Right? Yeah, Charles Yates, um, he he's very fascinating to watch because you watch him against Arizona's receivers, and he looks smaller, right? Right, but he made a play during Arizona's indoor segment, and the only reason why I know this is because the, the football team posted this. Right, is um, back of the end zone, back of the end zone against T-Mac. T-Mac is five, six inches taller than this guy. And he jumped up and got the ball right from T-Mac. Right. It was like Jack Rabbit, a Dory Jackson type right. of stuff right there. And uh, Janoris Jenkins even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that Charles Yates has really come along in spring ball. And so far – I think it's a safe bet that he's probably going to start opposite of Price Sock, but uh, it's not guaranteed, as I said earlier. One other kid, too, I'm very excited uh, uh, to see in the secondary is Genesis Smith. I think this could be the epitome of a kid that was maybe a little bit underrated coming out of high school. You kind of get lost in the mix there up at the Chandler schools, but he's been making plays as well, and you could tell he's a big hitter. I actually like the comparison. I think it was, I don't know if it was you or somebody else that said he got a little bit of Adam Hall in it, just kind of the way that he looks out there. Well, he, uh, he, I, I thought I, as soon as I saw him at practice, I had to do a double take. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's wearing number twelve. Right. His hair is identical. Right. And they, they have a similar build. I'm like, that right. is Adam Hall. Yeah. Um, but Genesis so far is getting reps with the twos, and he looks good out there. I mean, he had an mm-hmm. interception to end the scrimmage last Saturday at Arizona Stadium, and. Eventually, he's going to be a hard-hitting safety. Um, I think, you know, Christian Young was a a great, strong safety, but I think eventually Genesis Smith will be probably the best safety to play for the Arizona Wildcats. With uh, Not not all time, under Jed Fish. I was going to say, Chuck Chuck Cecil says hello. Chuck Cecil has something. Yeah, I was going to say, not of all time, though. There are plenty of great safeties to play at Arizona. But he's going to be very good. In terms of guys who have played under Jed Fish, and Isaiah Taylor is going to be a special talent, in my opinion. He is a really good talent. But Genesis Smith has he has all the measurements to be not only a really good college player, but also a, a player that's going to stick around in the NFL. All right. Let's say that you're saying to yourself, before we sign off here, I want to be like Justin Spears. I want to have my own radio show. I want to be the beat writer for the Arizona Daily Star. I want to be sidelined. But that can't really happen. You know the best way to become close to that? Get Shady Ray's sunglasses right here, Justin. All right. So here's the deal. Take on the summer with the best shades around 50% off when you buy two or more pairs. And, you know, our buddy Jeff Bowe, um, U of A uh, football SID has some really cool sunglasses. I thought they were Shady Rays at first because they looked so cool. I even asked him this. But here's the deal. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code 
PHNX and for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. He is the great Justin Spears. Justin, as always tip of the cap, my man, um, real quick, how often do you, how much do you sleep uh, per day? I probably say I average uh, a good six, maybe seven hours of sleep. Okay, I did, I, that surprised me right there. I thought you were going to say about 3.6 to 3.7 hours of sleep. <laughs> but again, make sure on your drive time, 7 to 9, Spears and Ollie, 1490. Excuse me. And get all of Justin's stuff. Beat writer for the Arizona Daily Star, Wildcaster, and follow him on Twitter at Justin Esports. Keep in mind, if you're if you're following him, there's a good chance you're going to either see him on Inside the NBA or you're going to see him on ESPN. Dude makes moves. Justin, as always, super proud of you, my guy, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, I'll see you in about two hours. Hey, talk to you later, man. Appreciate you. All right. He's Justin Spears. I'm Mike Luke, the great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, all six foot eight of him. We will talk with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.